welcome to another episode of Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I just want to thank you all for tuning in today right here at TalkingAlternative.com. And just to talk a little bit about this show before I introduce my guests, a couple of weeks ago, I thought to myself, oh, I think it would be great to do more shows on women's health issues. And so I put it out on Twitter with the hashtag Pelvic Mafia, which is really kind of a sweet little hashtag on on Twitter. And uh, Pelvic Mafia is sort of a group of therapists, uh, men and, and women, who treat a lot of women's health issues. And I had an overwhelming response uh, from a lot of people on Twitter. So needless to say, there's going to be a lot of women's health shows coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, I don't have one next week, but the following week I have um, another show dealing with women's health issues. And today's show, I'm actually really excited to have a couple of physical therapists from the New York City area. So we're, we have uh, some great PTs live here in the studio. And, and this is the first time I've had someone live in the studio in like two months, I think. Um, so very excited. So the two therapists that I have with me today, one is Marianne Ryan, and she is the owner and clinical director of MRPT Physical Therapy uh, right here in Midtown Manhattan. She is a board-certified orthopedic specialists. Uh, there's only sort of one in 10 PTs that are certified by the APTA. She sits on the APTA panel of experts for high-risk pregnancies. She has over 20 years of experience in treating prenatal and postpartum patients and has developed a successful treatment program to help women restore their pelvic floor and, fa- and flatten their tummies, which every woman wants, uh, regardless of whether you're postpartum or not. Um, Her experience as an educator includes Columbia University School of Nursing, Nurse Midwifery Program, where she taught prenatal and postpartum PT treatment and exercises. And then my other guest is Leela Abadi, and she is a graduate of Toro College, which is, again, here in New York, in Dix Hills, New York, with a Bachelor's of Science in Health Science and a Master's of Art in physical therapy and completed her advanced master's in manual orthopedic physical therapy and then continued on for her doctorate of physical therapy. And she is currently pursuing her PhD at Nova Southeastern University in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and plans to conduct research in women's and men's pelvic pain. She is both a physical therapist, board certified specialist in orthopedics and women's health. And she is a graduate of the Integrated Systems Model, founded by Diane Lee and LJ Lee, who coincidentally were on the show uh, in uh, January. Uh, two great, really great ladies. And Dr. Abate has also been a faculty at Tor- Toro College, Manhattan campus. And she is currently adjunct faculty at Columbia University, teaching women's health electives. And she lectures, na- lectures nationally for Herman and Wallace teaching uh, bowel biology and function and pelvic floor three. And she has uh, also has a private practice in Manhasset, Long Island. So ladies, welcome. I uh, want to welcome you both to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, you know, we've talked about women's health before and, and women's health is a specialty within the physical therapy world. But within women's health, there are also sort of niche specialties. So I would love for you ladies to kind of tell the listeners a little bit more about your specialties within women's health. So Marianne, I'll start with you. Uh, Well, one of my favorite patient groups or clients um, are both the pregnant women and postnatal. And I feel that I'm passionate about treating them. Um, because I think a lot of um, injuries can be prevented and a lot of problems can be prevented. And 
unfortunately, a lot of pregnant women are, um, suffer with pain who don't need to because I think their doctors or midwives are unaware of what manual therapy can do for them and how we can treat them and get them out of pain almost immediately. Uh, the ten- tendencies, I, I get to see pregnant women when they hit about 32 weeks because they see their doctor or midwife maybe once every month and mm-hmm. might have complained two or three times, but that's already three months that they've been in pain and suffering. And I might see them at the very end of their pregnancy, and it's sad because they could have had a, a nice time. And um, by the time I see them, they might be limping in and and weakened, and, and a lot of this could have been prevented. And also postnatally, I, I think... Um, American women kind of aren't taken care of and not given enough support, um, especially if you compare it to other countries such as France, where all women um, get free physical therapy after each and every single baby. Mm. Yeah, and there's also, I have a, a patient who's originally from Spain, and she said even in Spain, although it's not mandatory that you go, there is the option that after you have a child that you do you can receive physical therapy care to kind of help you through that sort of post, immediate postpartum period. Mm-hmm. You know, the French, uh, they call themselves physiotherapists, um, got together and, and started, um, I guess it was part of a government initiative that they wanted to increase the birth rate in France. Mm. And so in 1985, the French physio- physiotherapists um, put together a pelvic floor program, including things like biofeedback and, and training women how to get back in shape right after each birth. And because of that, they have the second largest uh, birth rate in Europe. Interesting. And and afterwards, are, do they have then the healthiest moms after they kind of go through this this program? I guess so. I mean, apparently, you know, um, the French women, you know, walk around in their heels and That's drink true. their red wine and <laughs> eat some cheese and look great after about six, like <laughs> two, three months. Yeah, which is, you know, not definitely not the norm, I don't think. No, not here in the States. No. And and so, Leela, tell me, tell everyone a little bit more about your uh, sort of subspecialty within women's health. So so my practice is uh, mainly a pelvic pain practice, mm-hmm. but I treat a lot of coccidinia, which is um, coccyx pain, and then bowel dysfunction, whether it relates to having pain or not pain. Uh, a lot of my patients come in with complaints of inability to go to the bathroom, having difficulty evacuating once the urge does come, and these patients are uh, brought to me due to a muscle problem, and I have to educate them a little bit more on food and diet, and uh, water intake, but yet there's a muscle, underlying muscle problem that's a contributory factor. Mm-hmm. So sometimes uh, people have abdominal surgeries, and when they have that, they're afraid to push like a normal bowel movement in order to um, uh, get the bowel movement out. But uh-huh. what happens is that then they wind up holding the pelvic floor muscles in because it's painful, and then it's, par- it's called paradoxical pelvic floor. So when the patient thinks that they're really doing the right thing on the toilet, they're not. They're doing the opposite. The opposite of what they should be doing. And so then with biofeedback, and uh, we have little sensors, a rectal sensor, we can put that in. They can get a view of what their muscles are doing on a computer screen. Interesting. And then we help teach the patient um, coordinate their pelvic floor yet again and strengthen if it's warranted or relax their muscles if it's needed. So it's a combination of different techniques. Well, and I think, you know, I've said this before when I've had sort of women's health specialists on the show. And a lot of times when I say, oh, you know, we're the show's going to be about women's health stuff. And everyone just thinks, oh, like how women exercise or how and and 
in the world of physical therapy, just so that the listeners understand, is that when we talk about women's health, we're talking about pelvic floor dysfunction, uh, incontinence issues, bowel issues, things like that. So just and so pain. people and pain, Se- sexual dysfunction also. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm missing a whole bunch of stuff. So if you guys want to kind of chime in and just let everyone know exactly what women's health and and also that, you know, men do have pelvic pain and dysfunction as well so that it's not strictly just about women. Right. The Physical Therapy Association started uh, the the uh, women's health section because women were such an underserved population, but yet we also treat men, women, and children. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's called a women's health specialty, but it's every gender and every age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, men have uh, pelvises also, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, and they have pelvic floor muscles as well. That Even though they don't want to m- admit it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I see with uh, postpartum women, uh, to get back to that, um, they're after delivery, they're rendered with weak muscles. And that can lead to a lot of problems, which you mentioned before, incontinence, which um, either can be urine or, or other areas, you know, um, other things. Um, but a lot of issues, too, where people talk about pelvic pain, but it's a lot of back and also especially mid-back pain. And the moms who are nursing their babies are, are still producing ligament hormones that make that um, keep things loose, Mm -hmm. um, which you also produce while you're pregnant. And they tend to hold the babies and kind of hunch their back. And that that could have lifelong uh, problems along with it, uh, with all the other uh, things that we're talking about. Um, And is often misdiagnosed because mid-back pain can be considered because a lot of times people feel pain in the shoulder or they might feel some neck pain with it. Mm -hmm. And it's often misdiagnosed and mistreated, you know. Sure, and, and you know, I guess that kind of takes us back to when the things that L, that Linda Joy Lee is doing, a lot of sort of looking at the, the thorax and, and looking at the, the, well, the rings, I guess, is, is her terminology, mm-hmm. um, and how that can affect pain elsewhere, you mm-hmm. know. So we were kind of speaking beforehand about the, the drivers and what can drive uh, your painful what can drive pain and sometimes you may have pain in your neck or you may have pain in your hip and it may be driven from another place well that's one of the things with treating coccidinia which Mm -hmm. is uh coccyx pain um when the meaningful task that linda joy and diane lee would say would be sitting so they're sitting so that's their meaningful task so now what seems to be driving that system within that meaningful task Mm -hmm. so then that um integrative systems model that that um, we look at uh, what what could be driving that system from above or below. Mm-hmm. So it's something that we work in relating to finding the primary driver, treating um, that dysfunction. Um, we use you know McConnell taping and different types of tapes to hold bones in place while we work mm-hmm. on stabilizing. Mm-hmm. So that that's part of the um, treatment for coccidinia and. Uh, a lot of people don't get any specific diagnosis. It's not a lot of gold standard testing. It's typically just an X-ray, sitting, standing X-rays. So, and and in those X-rays, they're looking at the position of the coccyx, posi- right? Normalized position of the coccyx, and if it, there's too much movement or even not enough movement. Mm-hmm. So then, 
based on that finding is how we set up our treatment techniques. So gotcha. if it's moving too much, then we're going to work on some more strengthening. And then if it's moving too little, we work on trying to increase the movement so the patient's not in pain. And so our, the idea of Marianne and I even talking about postpartum or coccidinia, it's relating to those muscle dysfunctions in different sure, places. So. Sure. And, and we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit more about specifics. You know, what specifically do you do for these women or men with pelvic pain, coccidinia, and all that kind of stuff. So everybody stay tuned. We'll be right back. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Are you confused about which diet is right for you? Are you tired of being tired? How about improving your energy, strength, and appearance? Hi, I'm Rika Keck, a holistic nutrition and wellness consultant. If you have answered yes to any of my questions, contact me now at nyintegratedhealth.com or at 646-285-8588. Initiate change and transform your life. Are you concerned about the future of your business or career? Would you like it all to just be better? Well, the way to do that is through better communication. And the best way to do that is training from the team at Improving Communications. This is Larry Sharp, host of the Ivory Tower Radio Program and director at Improving Communications. Does your office need better leadership, customer service, sales, or maybe better writing or speaking skills? Could they be better at dealing with confrontation, conflicts, and touchy subjects? All are covered here at Improving Communications. If you're in the New York City area, stop by one of our public classes or get your human resources in touch with us. The website is improvingcommunications.com. That's improvingcommunications.com. Improve your professional environment. Be more effective. Be happier and make more money. Improving communications. That's the answer. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. Again, I'm your host, Karen Litzy, and I am joined today by uh, two great physical therapists from, from right here in New York City, Marianne Ryan and Leela Body. And they're both, their practices both really deal a lot with women's health. And, and like I said, I try and uh, get as much information out there to people as, as I can on these subjects. So I think it's a subject that often is overlooked. Um, overlooked by physicians and even by the patient themselves. So my question is, and this is sort of for both of you, you know, we're dealing with sort of very sensitive areas here. You know, when you're talking about incontinence, when you're talking about bowel dysfunction, pelvic pain, postpartum stuff, very sort of delicate subjects. So when the patient comes to you, how do you 
sort of start speaking to them to kind of get their story. Because as we all know, if you can't get someone's story from them, it makes it really, really hard to treat them. So A, how do you kind of get their story? And B, how do you get them to feel comfortable with some of the techniques that you're going to do, which can be invasive? So I'll just leave it to you guys. Well, first of all, at our our practice, we have only private rooms, and each room is actually soundproof. So it, it makes them feel more comfortable. I don't off the beat, you know, off the uh, beat, you know, just ask people right, right off, you know, what, you know, what, you know, about their sexual dysfunctions sure. or, do, you know, but I'll ask them why they came to physical therapy and I'll get them talking in a conversation. Not all information or history is given on the first visit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I might be working on somebody's leg and they'll remember having an injury when they went skiing and it might turn out that they might have broken their coccyx and they'll remember because I, I'm touching an area where they injured themselves. So it may be, be something that's disclosed because of touch and, and feeling and remembering or it may be something that they may eventually open up mm-hmm. and you have to come across as being very non-judgmental and letting them understand. Um, that is going to help them. Um, and then some women just, or people, you know, mm-hmm. come in and they just tell you flat out what, what, you know, that they've been sexually abused or that they're having incontinence and, and they just need help for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that, um, you know, I agree with Marianne, of course. Uh, we have private treatment rooms. You know, the environment is, you know, warm, just like Marianne's offices. Same, same type of comfortable feeling. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that initially I start a little, ba- a little bit medical because that's what they're used to when they see physicians. Mm-hmm. They like that medical environment in the sense that here's my paper. This is my prescription. These were my medical tests. And then I say, okay, but now why are you here to see mm-hmm. me? What's your symptom? And then when they start to tell a little bit of the story, they start to feel a little bit more comfortable that, yes, we're not, they're not being judged and that they feel comfortable in telling it. But then as time goes on, and it may take several sessions before we get the entire story, especially like, say, if they're constipated and they can't defecate in a public restroom. Mm-hmm. So when we put in the sensor and I have them do like a little bit of a push out because I want to watch the computer screen to see how their muscles are going to react. And I say, okay, now, do you, is that really what you do when you're home? And she goes, oh, no, when I'm at home, my foot's up on the wall, my other foot's up on a book. And uh-huh. I said, okay, so now I really want to see what you're going to do. Give me what you got. She says, okay, I have to move my chair. So then, you know, as time goes on, people feel more comfortable and then they'll really show what what they're doing in for the push out you know situation and it's just interesting that people really want to get helped Mm -hmm. and that's what they're looking for and if they can see that you're willing to help them that um they're willing to make themselves a little bit more vulnerable to let you in right and and do you find that by the time people are often seeking physical therapy is is this the first is I, this the I second? Almost, is I, this the third? Like, how many people or practitioners have they gone through until they find a PT? I almost called myself, my office, my practice, last resort physical therapy. <laughs> but then that sounded so <laughs> terrible. Yeah. But, you know, people will say, you know, I've been to 12 doctors. I've had this for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where to turn anymore. I heard mm-hmm. that you can help us or yeah. help me in their, with their partner. Right. So, right. yeah, they've been a lot of places and it's very difficult for them. Yeah, and and Marianne, do you find the same thing? Like, even if let's say you're you're with your, your that's okay, your postpartum 
patients? You know, do you find that physical? I mean, you said earlier that by the time they see you when they're pregnant is 32 weeks. Yeah, and they're, they're surprised that I can help them. So yeah. are their doctors and uh, referring midwives. And um, I, there's a pr- problem with public awareness that uh, we're able to help them. That physical therapists are able to help them. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I agree. And I think one of the things that I like to do with this show is to definitely kind of get the word out to the general public or even to physical therapists who may not even know that this is an option for them. I, I, a lot of my marketing is relating to market to other physical therapists who do traditional orthopedic work. Right. Because right. I always say that I'm an orthopedic therapist who specializes in pelvic floor work mm-hmm. and that when they're treating their patient and they're reali- realizing they're having coccyx pain, but they don't want to do internal work that they can send them to me. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we co-treat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that that works. That's an option for them and they don't yeah. feel like they've lost the patient and I feel like I can help them. That they can help them. Right. I mean, in, in the end, it comes down to what is best for your patient, patient. you know, mm-hmm. what is best for this uh, for this individual, but I do find it kind of sad. And we were saying uh, in before we went live uh, for this segment is that a lot of times people are having post, especially postpartum and things like that. That the first thing they do is, well, I have to get a trainer to get back in shape. Yeah, where you know it might be better serve for them to maybe go to a physical therapist for for a couple of sessions to really people have to understand that physical therapists are the go-to people for musculoskeletal problems right we're the ones with the training we understand how the body works and we're more current with um, recent research and a perfect example of that is sit-ups First thing a new mom wants to do is sit up to flatten her tummy. Yes, yes. And that's exactly the opposite of what you want to do. Sit-ups will actually give you a little pouch at the bottom of your belly, and it causes a uh, muscle imbalance uh-huh. that works against flattening your tummy and also against core strengthening. Interesting. And that's, you know, I had a friend who, uh, she had twins, and afterwards she said, when can I start doing sit-ups? I'm like, ah know that that's even something you want to be doing especially there's many options that a a good physical therapist will know how to teach you how to do properly and it's easiest to learn one-on-one with a therapist who's going to teach you how to do it Um, it involves you know the core core activation muscle exercises and um, they're more specific than what you can just see see on a DVD or you know mm-hmm. gen, you know. Mm-hmm. So some people do better with the one on one. Apparently, only one third of people who are given a piece of paper on how to do proper pelvic floor exercises mm-hmm. are able to really do them properly. Right, and 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 that brings me to another question, and I'll sort of pose this to both of you: is you know when people think of pelvic floor, when people think of postpartum, the first exercise that obviously comes comes to mind is Kegel exercises. Correct. You know, so, and, and like you said, it's, it's a very small percentage of people who actually do them correctly. Correct. So what sort of tips, what sort of, whether it be manual cues or verbal cues, do you give to do a Kegel exercise the right way? Because I've even read several different Things. Well, there's research that shows that even though I can give you a verbal tip, mm-hmm. college-educated women were given videos and educational pamphlets, mm-hmm. and 50% of them were doing it wrong when actually wrong. palpated. So unless you're really with a health professional that can help you and to guarantee that you're doing it the right way, 
I can give lots of words, but right. I'm not sure it's going to work. Right, right, right. So we're hoping that the queuing is well, but we really need to so kind of be in there. you kind of need to, to need kind to of feel. feel how those muscles are right. working. Just like, you know, uh, you can kind of feel your bicep working. We'll go with a very sort of obvious muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, when you bend your elbow with a weight, you can feel your muscle and contracting. See and see and it. And see it. But all of a sudden, when it gets down into the pelvis and the low back, it's like, if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. Correct. I'd like to give one little piece of advice Uh for the poor moms who can't come into physical therapy just yet. If you do try to do a Kegels, what you should feel in the lower tummy area is kind of like a decrease of tension. If you feel like you're pooching out, Mm -hmm. you're doing it wrong. So that's one less invasive way to do it. Um, So it feels like so because I would always say like if you cough and your stomach kind of pooches out when you cough, Mm -hmm. if that's if you're doing your Kegel exercise and that's what's happening, you're doing it wrong. Correct. Right. That's 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 what I mean by pooching. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, though. Yeah, that's what I usually say. I'm like, well, then you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, so if I give a little cue for my fecal incontinence patients, for those of uh, the people who are wearing Depends or, you know, who are um, having like smearing in their diaper uh-huh. um, or pad, a way to think about it would be to find the pubic bone in the front, you know, put your hands on it, and then think about your rectal pelvic floor muscles as if you were going to be stopping gas from coming out if you were in an elevator with other people, uh-huh. that initiation of stopping. Uh-huh. So then you stop, and then you would lift toward your pubic bone. So it kind of gives you like an awareness of where right. you want to lift toward. Right, right. And so then you would lift and, and then squeeze go. and lift up. And, you know, I think, like I said before, you know, these are, are sort of sensitive areas. So are there ways for that you can give to the patient maybe to, to do at home or to if they have like a partner, a husband, a wife, et cetera, that, that maybe that partner can help them? Or is that ever an option or is it really just on the patient only? Do you know it, what I mean? It like depends on the patient. Uh-huh. Um, I do give them sometimes some home biofeedback, mm. either machines that they can rent or mm. else there's a little units that you can buy for about $100. Oh, that's simple. But I teach them how to use it properly because mm-hmm. it can be used improperly. And if that's not an option, I'll teach them to use their own finger mm-hmm. for palpation mm-hmm. because what it should feel like is a closing on the finger and a pulling up towards your uh, abdominal area. Yeah, yeah. because I feel like, you know, and, and I think I have said th- say this a lot, but the patient will come to you guys at most three times a week. Maybe uh, that's unusual at, these yeah, days. Yeah, not that much. I mean, at, at, at the most, three times. Maybe I'd say a pain once patient, or probably twice. twice. Pain patient, probably twice a week. Right. An incontinence and patient, once, once every other, once a week, once every other week. Right. So it's like you know when you're, so for them, their home program and being able to do it correctly is so vital because they're only seeing you an hour or two a week mm-hmm. and they're with themselves the rest of the time. You well, know? The, the point is, is t- to teach them how to yeah. do very, very specific, very gentle exercises on their own mm-hmm. and then to integrate it into their functional life. Interesting. And I think what I'd like to do is in the next segment, we're going to get into a little bit more about maybe some specific treatment things that you guys do just to kind of make it not so scary for people if they if they know they have to go in for PT for some of these. Um, sure. So when we come back, we'll talk all about that. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 
Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Hi, I'm Austin Marola. And I'm Sloan Wainwright. We're the hosts of the new Thursday morning show, The Music Power, Power Hour. Hour, at 11 a.m. We're going to have fun. And shine the light on all aspects of music. And its limitless healing possibilities. We're going to invite artists to share their songs and play live. We'll be listening and talking about great music from yesterday to today. So you're invited to share in our musical conversation. Your ears will be delighted with the sound of music. And our voices. Join Austin and Sloan live Thursdays at 11 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzy, and I'm joined today by two fellow physical therapists, Marianne Ryan and Leela Abadi, both uh, from the New York City area, and we're talking all about women's health issues today. So, you know, we sort of ended last segment uh, kind of talking about how you sort of get your patients to open up, and, and let's talk a little bit more about treatment. So first, let's go to coccidinia, and let's go to some... when When you have a patient with that pelvic pain or coccyx pain, how do you go about uh, specific treatments or even evaluative techniques? So, you know, I'll just kind of... Well, the first thing that you always want to look at is evaluating the pelvis itself. Mm -hmm. The pelvis is made up of three bones, two ilium and a sacrum that's in the middle, the triangular Mm -hmm. bone in the back. Uh, So a lot of times uh, when the coccyx is out out of position, the sacrum is usually at a position first and the coccyx follows or the lumbar spine goes at a position and the coccyx follows. So I'm doing a biomechanical orthopedic evaluation on my patient to find out what could be driving that coccyx to be in the wrong position. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, talking about the integrative systems model as they're sitting and they're in their functional task of having pain while sitting, um, then looking at their thoracic or their cervical to find out, is there something that's driving the system down below? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, there's a large biomechanical assessment that's completed. I'm touching their, their cervical, their rings, 
their ilium, their sacrum, and then, mm-hmm. of course, then I assess the coccyx. Mm-hmm. What position is it in? Is it too flexed? Is it too extended? So flex would mean that it's kind of like hiding inside the body, uh-huh. and then extended would be that it's sticking out a little bit, and uh-huh. then is it deviated to the left or deviated to the right? So then there's manual tr- techniques that I can do externally mm-hmm. to help balance that and get it more toward midline, and uh, muscle energy techniques, which is having the patient maybe contract a muscle, which I, vol- which I tell them what to do, mm-hmm. voluntarily guiding them and having then the muscle relax and then I'm guiding the bone into its position again. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we work on all of these external things, if I feel that there's a muscle that's inside that's pulling, then I will do an internal muscle exam. Mm-hmm. Uh, women have it easier because there is a vagina that I can go into <laughs> uh-huh. and it's a welcoming orifice. So that's uh, more... Um, <laughs> Likely that I can do some some work that way. Yeah. Of course, we don gloves. Yes, of uh, course. And um, uh, for the men, there's only one avenue, so we have to do some rectal work uh-huh. in order to release some of the muscles. And they have interesting names, coccygeus, iliococcygeus. Uh-huh. And uh, we're stretching them or trying to change their position or their muscle tone. And then I do an external taping sometimes to help keep the coccyx in its position Uh for an elongated amount of time that will give it a little bit of an indirect stretch. Uh Uh So when I, after I balance the pelvis, then I need to find out what else is pulling and then there's some homework involved for the patient. Sure, sure. And when all of that is treated, do you find the patients get almost immediate relief of pain? Sometimes it depends upon how long they've had it. Mm, You know, if you're coming in with having it for 15 years, it's going to take a little bit more than one initial taping. Right. But if you've had it for two months and you only have it when you ride your bicycle, that's a lot easier. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. And how about, you know, when you have your postpartum women come in? I know you you were just saying, you know, the worst thing to do would be to do a sit up or something like that. Mm -hmm. But by the time they're coming in to see you and they're postpartum, odds are they've had the pain while they were pregnant. Yes. And a lot of times they might have been my patient while Uh they were pregnant. And Uh um, of course, one of the biggest things women worry about is whether or not we're going to do internal work or if I need to do an internal eval. Yeah. And I don't initially. First of all, pregnant women may you may not do it with pregnant women. Uh-huh. Um, so it's all external work, and a lot of the work is uh, done externally, and also the evaluation. It's only under maybe twenty five percent of my patients that I have to work internally. internally. Yeah, because you know when I was telling someone over the weekend uh, that I was doing this show and you know women's health, and I said you know it's like I I'm an or- orthopedist orthopedic physical therapist. I don't do women's health specifically. And I say, you know, it's just not my thing, which is fine. You know, everybody's got Mm -hmm. a thing, right? And so I was saying, you know, sometimes you have to do internal and people were like, what? They were just completely shocked that a physical therapist even I think is licensed, quote unquote, licensed to do it and knows what they're doing and knows what they're feeling. Um, And I think other people, it almost makes them a little uneasy. Like I Mm -hmm. said, you know, if I needed pelvic PT, I would be uneasy, and I'm a PT, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. for me, it's a little, it a just lot seems can be a little from the outside. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what, the thing that a lot of the general public doesn't know, mm-hmm. is that A, physical therapists can do this, number one, and number two, that that, you know, you can do things internally and externally, and that 
you know, it's a great option for people with pelvic pain. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, go go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say that when people have pain and they've had it just for so long, I think that... Um, they're willing to do anything that they can do to help That's themselves. True. That's true. So I, I find them to be the least amount of nervous and scared when I, when I mention internal work because mm-hmm. they're like, okay, I get it. There's muscles in there and yeah. they need to be released because they feel it. Yeah. They're fed yeah. up. They're fed up. And, yeah. and, they, and they feel like something's wrong. They feel the muscles tight. Mm-hmm. Right, right. They, and, and like you said before, you're like the last resort. So at that point, you're like, do what you got to do. Just right. make me feel. But where I'd like to make uh, postpartum moms comfortable is that we don't necessarily have to do it and, mm-hmm. and a lot of them aren't in pain it's it's all preventative mm-hmm. um three quarters of the women who c- have this you know come out after delivery are weak and or um and maybe half of those women will mm-hmm. develop back pain pelvic pain and dysfunctions later on including incontinence mm-hmm. you know several mm-hmm. years later um so it's all preventative and that's what i'd love for them to learn they don't have to come tons of times right um it's it's a program that might be anywhere from 10 to 15 maybe 20 visits mm-hmm. that'll totally help build up your pelvic floor again and also be cosmetically feel like you're flattening your tummy but what you're doing is is getting your core to work for you Right. And, and I know one of the things that you said, uh, I think via email, was once postpartum, always postpartum. Once postpartum, always postpartum. So postpartum isn't just the three months or the year after you have the baby. Once you have the baby, you're postpartum. It could be a 45-year-old woman who suddenly is developing some back pain and doesn't understand why her mid-back or lower back is hurting mm-hmm. her. Or it could be from the pelvis being, uh, I call it being out of whack or torqued, mm-hmm. um, but having a biomechanical torque in it and that could all be related to giving birth mm-hmm. i've had mm-hmm. 70 year olds saying this is from when i had my kids and i said yep <laughs> right, right i'm a grandparent i don't understand how this is possible um now before you had said uh we were talking about sit-ups and how sit-ups are are not the best thing so what I guess what exercises, because I know this is just a hard, this is a very general question, but this is what a lot of women want to know after they have a baby is what exercises are good for them. Well, I have everybody start out with what they would think is just a Kegel, which is the pelvic floor um, contraction. But along with that, I have them feel kind of like um, they're very deep abdominal muscles working. Mm-hmm. And that's when I teach them don't pooch. Let mm-hmm. it de- let the mm-hmm. lower tummy kind of depress as you're doing a pelvic floor contraction. A lot of people don't know what that really is. And what you can do is kind of try to feel it by when the next time you urinate is just stop the flow of urine. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a pelvic floor contraction. And I kind of, I tell people, we want a very gentle contraction. So pretend that you're stopping maybe two to three drops of urine and that's a pelvic floor contraction. Along with that, they should feel like a warmth in their lower tummy mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. So that was, would be the first one. And believe it or not, the next area I go to is, is the buttocks because that's the backside of the, literally <laughs> of the uh, pelvis. And people just think of the tummy muscles getting right. strong, but you need to balance it out. So I'll have them do some gentle um, things like lying on a ball and lifting up a bent knee Mm -hmm. and contracting their buttocks um, because that's got to be rehabbed at the same time as the front. Right, right. And that makes sense. And I think what's important for a lot of people to understand is the word gentle. Right. You know, I think if you're doing a pelvic floor contraction, what would be the danger if you 
were like putting 100%, put, trying to make this super, super strong contraction. Is there a downside to having a, a too much tone in the pelvic floor, you know, and can that cause two, you Two things. Be- it can cause more tone, uh-huh. which can cause pain. But um, the real training of the core is meant to be very gentle. Uh, muscle fibers are supposed to be what we call activated or woken up. Um, if you try really strong, the outer muscles which are meant to move your body are the ones that are going to build up and that's Mm -hmm. not what you want to do you want to kind of encourage these holding muscles not the movers to to kind of build up so if you're really doing a hard contraction odds are you're bringing those external obliques which is not what what you're really looking to no to work you want the lower trans it's called the the transverse abdominis and all that yeah 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 and that makes perfect sense um now i have a question for both of you and this was a question that someone posed to me and it has to do with you know when you're giving birth so and we sort of talked about this earlier a lot of times the position that the the mother is expected to be in sort of lying down with the legs up and they said you know what what is the danger of having you know sometimes they'll have the husband hold one leg and the nurse is holding the other leg and and I think their question was what if someone's pushing too much on one side versus the other but my question is 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 this a good position to be in and what are the dangers of being in this position I gave birth to both my children, but I was in the straddle position. And the reason why doctors did that when I gave birth um, is because it made them, it easy for them to do episiotomies and have control over the patient. Mm-hmm. Um, the best, pos- and unfortunately, when you turn your leg or put your legs in a um, that sort of very externally rotated. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It opens. It, you think you're opening up your pelvis, but actually that just movement of rotating your thighs outward actually closes the bony outlet of the pelvis uh-huh. down. So it's actually going to be harder to de- deliver. Interesting. It also makes the uh, pelvic floor muscles less effective. So the more effective or the better ways to deliver is on all fours, side lying, um, and the squat huh. position. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So especially women who develop pubic symphysis syndrome, which is a pain in the front of the uh, yeah. pelvis yeah. Um, because the ligament gets too loose. That's extremely important for them to develop in the, uh, to deliver in side, either side lying, all fours, um, possibly the squat position. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And what, I guess, what are some consequences of giving birth in that position, sort of that the, you know, the nurse or the husband, the mother, whoever, holding holding those legs out like that. Well, it could lead to a little bit more tearing because the muscles don't have that extensibility that uh-huh. they were made to have during a childbirthing process. Um, so, you know, you, to have a, a deep tear all the way into your rectal pelvic floor would be... You know, bad. Un- very bad, <laughs> uncomfortable, a lot yeah. of stitching, a lot of healing. Um, but a lot of women can actually, uh, if they're a physical therapy patient even before, they can put little scent, little uh, sticky pads like at their vaginal area, uh-huh. and you can uh, record their EMG activity of which, where their muscles are the most relaxed in various positions. Oh, so then you would have the woman straddle, you would have them squat, you'd have them do side lying with a leg supported This is and before up. they give birth? Before they give birth. And oh, this way that's a great idea. The, the woman can already have a handle on what she knows is the it's most relaxed pelvic floor position for her. Yeah, that's a great I, idea. And that's another great. point about going to a therapist prior to delivery, I don't see enough women, uh, unfortunately, is 
if they have a torquing of the pelvis, which undoubtedly almost every pregnant woman right. does by the time she's ready to deliver, <laughs> That's true. Um, a therapist can kind of straighten things out and and get you set and ready to go right so things go down the chute easily (laughs) much that's that's great great tip so um anyway everybody stay tuned we'll be right back you're listening to the talking alternative network Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183 That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at monty at montytaylor.com. That's monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at montytaylor.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm your host, Karen Litzy, and I'm joined today by physical therapist Marianne Ryan and physical therapist Leela Abadi. And we are uh, sort of left the last segment kind of talking about uh, giving birth, and and uh, Leela had a great uh, suggestion that a physical therapist can do, and I, th- I think it's great, so I just want you to mention it again, like where you can kind of put the sensors to find the... The best so position. they're they're uh, throwaway little um, you know sticky adhesive uh, pieces that you can put by the vaginal pelvic floor, and they attach to a little handheld unit or a mm-hmm. computer screen, and the woman can visualize and see, and you can read the numbers of millivolts of how active your pelvic floor is in various positions that you're in. Mm-hmm. So you can have the woman lying on her back and with her knees up and checking. Uh, how active the pelvic floor is then she can move to side lying Mm -hmm. have her legs supported in side lying then you can do standing you can do squatting Uh you can do leaning and all these various positions will give insight for the woman to find the lowest millivolts 
that is up on the screen, uh-huh. which would mean her pelvic floor is the most relaxed. relaxed. Right. So you don't and want the pelvic floor to be super you don't active want, you don't when want you're it to giving be high. No, because it, it, it'll prevent the baby from passing. Sure. Uh-huh. So just uh-huh. like you would have a bicep curl, yeah. you know, you're making a muscle like Popeye, and you don't want a high active muscle tone. You want it to be relaxed. And then that gives the woman insight into position or several positions that work well for her. Right. I mean, this seems to me like a no-brainer that every single pel- every single pregnant woman should be going to a physical therapist to have this done before she gives birth. So, right. so and I know in New York state we have direct access and so that means that you can have and I think it's all but three states in the country now have direct access in, li- I, in limited the, in, in limited capacities here and there yeah. in New York State we were just saying you can go for 10 visits or one month um, so direct access means that you do not need to have your uh, prescription from your doctor in order to see the physical therapist. So, I mean, if you're a pregnant woman, I would urge you to get in touch with a um, a pelvic, pelvic uh, women's pelvic health PT. or pelvic floor PT. And they can go on the uh, APTA web- website, which is uh-huh. the American Physical Therapy Association. So it's APTA.org. Uh-huh. On the top toolbar, it's find a PT. Of course, they can come to see Marianne and I. Right. But, if you're um, in the New York area. If you're in the New York area. <laughs> um, and then you would just uh, click uh, on the several links. You put in your zip code. You put in that you want women's health as a specialty. Uh-huh. And how far away? 5, 10, 15 miles. Sure. And then you just hit enter, and there'll be some uh, women's health PTs that come up for you. Yeah. I mean, this seems like a no-brainer. And, and you know... I think traditionally women, and, and you see it in movies and things like that, but the birthing process is always on your back with your legs up or like really far back by your head or something like that. And and I think obviously everyone is individualized. And maybe for some women that is the best position. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't sound like it is right. well, from, from you, what you said, or but you t- never typically know. <laughs> you don't, typically, you don't defecate when you're lying down. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So. That's true. Or one of my favorite patients who was French said, I gave posi- uh, birth food to my second child in the, the African position <laughs> where, she's, where she said she was standing. Oh, standing. <laughs> so that That's was funny. the big joke. And I said, well, you know, that a lot of women do it in the standing position, do yeah. it in squatting. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, is it public? Does, and these, these are, the, I think, the, the big questions are public awareness needs to change. Do more OBGYNs need to be open to to physical therapy as as almost a necessity before or know about it or or know about about it? it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so where does the awareness need to start? And and I don't know. This is a question that I don't know the answer to. I I mean, I I think that um, the medical community at large should be Mm -hmm. assisting women and helping them find the right pathways. Um, The pelvic floor are a bunch of muscles. So we are musculoskeletal neuromuscular specialists. Mm-hmm. And without us, I feel like that's the missing part of the team. Yeah, yeah. So with them having an understanding, OBGYNs having an understanding of, of course, pelvic floor muscle anatomy and how it relates to dysfunction is mm-hmm. entirely helpful. Uh, colorectals really have a great um, idea about levator ani dysfunction. So mm-hmm. they always do send patients uh, traditionally more frequently mm-hmm. for physical therapy mm-hmm. because of the pain factor. And um, 
constipation, once they've ruled out all the pathology and disease and there is none, they typically will look at it as a muscle problem and send uh-huh. patients for PT. So uh-huh. they're a little bit more active in the community for constipation and fecal incontinence. Mm-hmm. Well, along with the healthcare professionals would also include midwives, of course, mm-hmm. and there's um, nurse practitioners sure, sure. who um, also work a lot with people with these in this area, is the consumer. We're here. We're here to help you. Right. Um, you deserve to have the, have us help you. Um, and there's no big secret, but it's it's almost as if the secret is an out. Right. That we're here to help you, and we're uh, you know our services are available. Right. It is a specialized area of physical therapy. Right, and, and I think as the consumer, you want to know that you're going to someone who does specialize in women's health. You know, so for someone like I said, I, I do not specialize in women's health. So obviously, if someone came to me with a lot of these problems, I would certainly be referring them out to someone who is a specialist. Right. And I think that as a therapist, it's also important to remember that you know you can't treat like you're not a specialist in everything. Right, and you when know? you go to and that APTA website. And then you click on women's health. You don't want to really go to the practice that is clicking every single box that they treat. That's right. TMJ, spinal cord injury patients, and women's health. Like, it's not, you don't want 25 things. So our practices specialize in public health. But TMJ and and women's health goes hand in hand. It does, it does. One's the beginning of the canal, the other's the end. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Now, if, if people want to get in touch with, with you guys, what is the best way to do that? Go ahead. Marianne, I'll have you go first. Um, our phone number is 212-661-2933. Otherwise, our website is www.mr, like Marianne Ryan, mm-hmm. MRPT, New York, NY. So it's mrptny.com, and you can get our address that way, our email. And Lila? Uh, the name of my practice is New Dimensions Physical uh-huh. Therapy. The phone number is 516-304-5373. And our website is nd, as in New Dimensions, hyphen pt.com. Great. And, you know, b- before we kind of sign off here, we have a couple of minutes, but what is, in your opinion, what would be the, the most important thing that you want people to kind of take away from the discussion today? For me, it's an awareness that we um, th- that physical therapy is much more than somebody stretching out a thigh muscle because uh-huh. <laughs> that's the typical okay. picture. Yes, it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, that uh, w- there are pelvic floor specialists, and we're the go-to people for that. And we um, it also includes things that will f- you know get your core in shape, and mm-hmm. and uh, we're here. Well, um, the other thing that I'll add to that is uh, urinary incontinence, fecal incontinence, chronic constipation are not normal things that happen with age. Um, You can strengthen your muscles so that you don't have to wear a diaper as you get older. It is not normal for you to be wearing a Depends. Right. So... I think there's a variety of different ways that we can help our patients uh, who have any kind of leakage issue, and then also for pain. Uh, we didn't talk at all about sexual dysfunction, but we, Mary and I could sit here for an, yeah, another we'll hour another and help show. with some yeah. other things. But, um, you know, uh, women sometimes do have sexual dysfunction as well as men, and the idea of go on vacation, have a glass of wine is not the answer. Uh-huh. These women have a muscle problem. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think it's and, and again, it all comes down to knowing that a PT is there and knowing that we're there to help you and kind of build that awareness. Mm-hmm. And I'll be talking a little bit more about building awareness of PT next week, because next week I'll be interviewing uh, physical therapist Paul Rocker. He is the president of the American Physical Therapy Association. And a lot of that talk is going to be about, you know, their vision 2020 and and really making physical therapists be more of a, a point person within the healthcare paradigm. Uh, so uh, everyone, make sure you tune in for that next week. And thank you both for coming on the show. Of course, the time went by too quickly. But um, uh, I would love to have you on again. And everyone have a great week and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, I'm Dana. And I'm Don. We We are are certified certified mediators. mediators. And I am a family and couples licensed therapist and author of Please Don't Buy Me Ice Cream. Our show, New Beginnings, is about helping you and your family recover financially and emotionally and start the beginning of your life. We'll answer your questions on divorce, family court, co-parenting, personal development, new relationships, blending families, and more. Dana and I will bring you to a place of empowerment and belief that even though marriages may end, families are forever. Join us every Monday starting September 10th at 10 a.m. on TalkingAlternative.com. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. This is Tony Martinetti, the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Technology, fundraising, compliance, social media. Small and medium nonprofits have needs in all these areas. My guests are expert in all these areas and more. Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern, on Talking Alternative Broadcasting. Are you fed up with talking points rhetoric? Everywhere you turn, it's left or right spin, ideology, no reality. In fact, it's ideology over intellect. No more. It's time for the truth. Join me, Larry Sharp, a.k.a. The Neo Sage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11 Eastern, for the Ivory Tower radio program. In the Ivory Tower, we'll discuss what's important to you, society, politics, business, and family. It's provocative talk for the realist and the skeptic who want to know what's really going on, what does it mean, and what can be done about it. So gain special access to the Ivory Tower and listen to me, Larry Sharp, your Neo Sage, Tuesday nights, 9 to 11, New York time. Go to ivorytowerradio.com for details. That's ivorytowerradio.com. 
The Ivory Tower is a great place to visit for both entertainment and education. Listen in Tuesday nights, 9 to 11. It will make you smarter. TalkingAlternative.com